Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year. It's our family custom to share at least one reason that we're thankful before we enjoy our Thanksgiving meal. During those moments, we mentioned everyone around the table and often what's on the table as well. Well, maybe not the sweet potatoes. Those moments have been the best part of Thanksgiving for me. That moment would be a snapshot of our year where family, food, and taking an inventory of all the blessings of life took center stage. It just doesn't get any better than that. And one of the reasons it's such a powerful moment is because God designed us with a need to give thanks. Ephesians 5.20 Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's clear God wants us to be thankful. And at Thanksgiving, it is easy to be thankful. I'm thankful to the Lord for guiding me to marry a woman who is an excellent cook. I often show my appreciation for her culinary skills by eating a whole lot more than I should. And when the Thanksgiving meal is over, nothing is better than hitting the sofa and watching a football game. Now what I've discovered over 35 years of marriage is that my actions during the transition between overeating and watching football can make a difference between having a good day or having a great day. Here's what I mean. After spending hours and even days preparing for the feast, my wife appreciates help cleaning up after the meal. And while she appreciates my display of thankfulness by overeating, her hope is that I will demonstrate my appreciation by helping with the cleanup. She wants me to show more than an appreciative spirit. She would like to see my appreciation in action. And now through 30 plus years of experience, I have learned what is best. Please pass the dish towel. I have also found that I need to make the same decision every day when it comes to showing appreciation to God. God wants me to express gratitude and thankfulness by enjoying His blessings and recognizing that they are from Him. He also wants me to be accountable for His blessings and obedient to Him with those blessings. He wants me to demonstrate my thanksgiving with action. Now here's my problem. Too often, I am content being thankful when actually I need to be obedient. My attitude is too often, God, thanks for all you've given me. Now, could you please leave me alone and let me enjoy it? The truth is that I am accountable to the Lord for all that I am thankful for. I get into trouble when I limit thanksgiving to enjoying the blessings of God without recognizing God is not only the source of the blessing, but also the authority over my life. I admit my thanksgiving is often simply another way to focus on what makes me happy and celebrating what meets my needs. Now, is that something you experience as well? Chances are, you and I are more comfortable talking about how God has blessed us rather than talking about how we are obedient to Him. We all face that challenge. And if celebrating Thanksgiving Day was all that was needed, then we would be okay. But God's Word tells us that God demands more than a simple acknowledgement of Him in our lives. Proverbs 21, verses 2 and 3. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do righteousness and justice 
is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Yes, it's clear that we may have our own opinions on this matter, but what really counts is what God says about our lives. God wants us to do the things that are acceptable to Him and to be accountable to Him for the blessings we have received. So, here's how to thanksgiving. The main point is this. Thankfulness is giving the Lord authority over your life. Thankfulness is more than an attitude. It is giving Jesus authority over all your life. And thus, it can be said, Thanksgiving is recognizing that the attitude of gratitude accepts the authority of the Lord. So how can we express that to God today? Psalm 100 is a great example of how God's people are to recognize and proclaim Him King. And that's how to Thanksgiving. Psalm 100 is the final psalm in a series of psalms that declare the Lord as King. It is a psalm of worship, praise, and thanksgiving. It is a psalm that acknowledges Jesus as Lord and King. Listen to Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness is to all generations. Let's break down those verses and learn what the Bible is teaching. First, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Verse 1 is a loud acknowledgement that all the people, all the nations on the planet, have a king. Our worship is loudly acknowledging that there is a God. And coincidentally, we are not God. The verse takes a snapshot of a king's subjects, surrounding the throne of the king. And as the king ascends to the throne, there is a shout of acceptance. It's a celebration of the one who is in authority. The closest we could get in our culture would be an inauguration. Thousands attend to cheer and celebrate a new leader. But we all need to recognize the Bible teaches that there is one authority over all, and he is to be celebrated. So I've got a question for you. Do you know the Lord as your God? A challenge would be today for you is this. Why not welcome the Lord into your life? Now let's look at verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Those who are ruled by the king not only shout in worship, but they submit themselves to the Lord. They serve him. Here's a question. Have you submitted to the Lord's agenda for your life? Do you serve him? As a king, how do you serve the Lord? Here's one way. Help someone in need in Jesus' name. Matthew 25, 37-40 Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison? And visit you. And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. 
There are many more ways to serve the Lord, but one of the greatest ways is to serve others in His name. Let's continue with verse 2. Come into His presence with singing. Approaching and acknowledging the Lord should bring the song out of all of us, whether we can carry a tune or not. Whether alone in a quiet time, sitting on a sofa during a home church fellowship, or standing with others in a church building, there should be singing. There is to be joy in the singing, with less emphasis on the joy of being entertained and more on the joy of having a Lord like Jesus. Here's a question for you. Is the joy of the Lord evident in how you worship? Does your joy spill out to those around you? Why not try this? Make worship attendance a priority. And while there, be an example of a joyful worshiper to others. Listen to Psalm 32, 10-11. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Now let's look at verse 3. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. The king's subjects are to confess and accept the Lord as God. Here's two reasons. First, He is our Creator, and we are His subjects. Our creation and our salvation are because of God's work and not our own. He is our Creator. Everything that we have is because of Him. The second reason, we are His sheep. God is to be our guide, our protector, and our provider. He is in charge, and He is the very key to our survival. And how much does the shepherd value and care for his sheep? Listen to John chapter 10, verse 11. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. An accurate gauge of something's value is what will be done to protect it or to retrieve it. If I look out my window and see my electric hedge trimmer getting wet with a heavy downpour, I'll sit and hope the rain doesn't damage the battery. But if I see my cell phone getting wet, I will run out the door without stopping to look for an umbrella. There's a difference in the value, in the importance. Well, what value has the shepherd placed on you? He willingly laid down his own life for you. That, my friend, is to be valued. Do you know Jesus as your shepherd? Remember, a shepherd is there to protect, to provide for, and to guide. The challenge today might be to follow his guidance as your authority in life. Next, let's look at verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. What great and wonderful news. We may not be able to approach the White House, let alone step into the Oval Office, but we can approach our Heavenly Lord. And how do we approach the gates? With thanksgiving. It's acknowledging the opportunity to come before the Lord of creation and making the celebration all about Him. It's confessing who God is. It's describing and recognizing 
his actions. It's showing appreciation and thankfulness and gratitude for his provision. It's also expressing how he is worthy of our praise, our adoration, and our worship. question we can ask ourselves at this time would be, do you recognize his blessings? Do you give him thanks and praise in your worship? Here's how we can all apply this. We all need to humbly recognize that all that we have is from him. And how can we praise him? We can praise him with all that we have been given. We can praise him through our families. We can praise him through our conversations with others. We can praise him through our careers. We can praise him through our studies in school. We can praise him and honor him in our possessions. And of course, we can praise and honor him with our financial resources. So do you recognize his blessings? And do you give him thanks and praise as you utilize those blessings? We wrap up Psalm 100 with the reason why. Why thank him? Why praise him? Why serve him? Verse 5, For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 100 verse 5 teaches that God is a good God who provides for his people. Listen to Genesis 1.31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. The Bible teaches us that at the end of creation, at the end of God's working to provide a home for us, he looked at what he had created, and he acknowledged, he declared it good. God is a good God who provides good things for his people. And notice, his goodness has no end. Our Lord is good today, and his love and faithfulness will continue for generations to come. He will always be good. A question we can ask ourselves at this moment, are we prepared to trust our present and our future to him? If God is a God who has been good to you in the past, do you trust him with your future? Do you realize that you can trust Him in all your decisions? And do you live in such a way that your trust in the Lord is noticed by others? Now let's summarize Psalm 100. God's Word is clear. The Lord is not simply a dispenser of good things. The Lord expects to be king and ruler over our lives. And there is joy, there is thanksgiving, and there is praise when a heart submits to His direction. The message of Psalm 100, Our God is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our thanksgiving. He is worthy of our submission. The main point for this message, thankfulness is giving the Lord authority over your life. So how do we give Him authority? How do we show the Lord that He is King? Well, ask yourself this question. Do you honor God with the things He has blessed you with? Do a quick review of your blessings right now. Do you have a spouse? Husbands, wives, do you treat your spouse as one of God's greatest blessings? How about in your home? Parents, have you made it clear who is in charge in your home? If you're a young person, do you honor your parents as God has commanded you to do? And then with our friends, 
Have you submitted your conversations to the Lord? Do your Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram updates honor God? And then at work and school, do you demonstrate respect to your supervisor or to your teacher? And do you give your best effort? And then at church, are you committed to serving and growing together in a small group? Is worship with your church a priority or simply a default activity if you have nothing better to do? Because you have been so blessed with wealth and opportunities, there is something you need to ask yourself. Are there blessings, toys, opportunities that take you away from God? Have you ever found yourself responding to God's blessings like this? God, my kids are gifted athletically, and with their training and travel schedules, our time at church must be limited. Or have you responded with this? I've been blessed with an RV. Shouldn't I use it on the weekends to get the best return on my investment? Or, I worked hard and earned a great retirement income. I simply want to enjoy my retirement. Then here's a final one. I'd love to serve the Lord at the church, but my outside interests and my travel schedule keep me from signing up. We need to acknowledge that there's always going to be something in this world some possession, some opportunity, some activity that is going to work to try to keep us away from God and obedience to Him. But here's something you and I need to remember. You cannot give praise and thanksgiving to a Lord you refuse to obey. What area of your life do you need to submit to God? Here's a challenge for all of us. Why not give God control over your life today? And let the joy, praise, and thankfulness begin. And here's an additional challenge. Why not share a testimony of God's faithfulness with a friend? If you're asked, how was your Thanksgiving? Tell them what made your Thanksgiving so special this year. Share with that friend how knowing and serving God has made a difference in your life. Remember, thankfulness is giving the Lord authority over your life. Now imagine a home where Thanksgiving is practiced every day. No, not the overeating, but the acknowledgement that God is in control of our blessings. The focus is on how we can be used of God through His blessings, rather than immediately searching for the next blessing to acquire. Imagine a church that used every resource, every service, every ministry, every talent, and every gift to honor and glorify God and accomplish His purpose. And now imagine your life and how different God would have it to be if your focus would be on Him rather than the things of this world. Your joy will grow as you seek and celebrate Jesus, even more than the blessings and stuff we are given in this world. So what about it? Are you ready to give God thanks? Are you willing to give Him authority? That's the key. Thank you so much for listening to Discover the Bible with Dr. James Harms. I'm glad you found the podcast, and I hope you will give a positive view and, if possible, share with a friend. If you would like to learn more about being a follower of Christ or have questions or comments about the podcast, you can always contact me through email at discoverthebiblepodcast at gmail.com. Coming up in 2024... I will begin a verse-by-verse analysis of the book of Revelation. 
This series will explain what the Bible teaches about future events, including the rapture, the tribulation, and the coming judgments. Thanks again for joining me in this verse-by-verse discovery of truth found in God's Word. As always, I consider it a privilege to share the truth of God's Word with you.